Thanks for lending me your ear for another episode of Tech Show But Friendly. And we start out with a real surprise. Team Blue Intel going Team Red. But it's not what you think. Team Red or going red meaning that they are severely in debt. Although even that is a mischaracterization of the news. But basically, Intel came out with their financial reports for the last quarter, 2022. And it was, if you read the accounts online, parang, you know, it's like they were in a battle or they lost a war. Gruesome, bloody, catastrophic, worst, I think, in the past 10 years or something like that. I mean, it was really uh, very dismal news. Sobrang bad news for Intel. They are still making money, but Profits are down, margins are down. And this is a bit surprising from our point of view where we can see the Intel 13th gen and even the previous 12th gen doing well for desktop users, selling well, putting up good performance in comparison to AMD's latest as well. But it was the desktop market which actually cratered for Intel. The desktop market, you know, sales were down. And... They are trying to compete also in, on the server side and they do have a good comparison to AMD on that front. But AMD's server side CPU is also very competitive and actually they posted good performance for 2022. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So basically everybody at Intel is in panic mode. The salary of the CEO has been slashed. Upper management salaries have been slashed. Even... They've cut jobs, they've shuttered some research divisions. So it's, it's, it's Team Red. <laughs> They're seeing a lot of red over there at Intel. Remains to be seen how this will impact, for us at least, yung mga nakatutok talaga sa PC space, desktop PCs moving forward. I did see a report though that Intel is going to price their 13th gen even more aggressively and the higher-end models of the 12th gen. Before this news came out, actually, I saw another analysis criticizing Intel for flooding the market with really cheap or much cheaper CPUs compared to AMD. It's like they're trying to gain market share, but at the same time, they're basically poisoning the entire market. Poisoning from the point of view of manufacturers, but from the point of view of consumers who are always on the lookout you know, for good products that are cheap, uh, you know, more competition is great. And that's the beauty of the free market. But free market not treating Intel so great at the moment. On the flip side, on Team Red side, they're actually in the green. So Team Red is Team Green. In a, we have a wild mix of colors for this week's episode. AMD posted a record $23.6 billion full year 2022 revenue. So I think highest ever, or as mentioned, it was a record. They also slowed down in the last quarter, but overall performance was quite good. None of the news reports describe AMD's performance as catastrophic, horrendous, cataclysmic. I mean, ganun yung mga adjectives dun sa, sa performance, financial performance ni Intel last year. So things looking quite rosy on the AMD side. Also not helped, to be honest, by desktop CPUs. Sale of those were also lackluster. But again, it was the server side. Epic chips of AMD, which have led them to this good showing. CPUs and GPUs on the desktop end didn't make up a large factor, especially at least in the fourth quarter. As enthusiasts, we're used to seeing 
or we're used to focusing on our desktop CPUs and GPUs, but really for the big manufacturers, a large chunk of their profits come from elsewhere. Mareklamo tayo, pero hindi pa or hindi nagagaling sa atin yung karamihan ng profits nila. And maybe that's why they don't pay too much attention to us. AMD did have a notable misstep though this week where they published a blog post bragging about now is the best time to get an AMD card. And of course, they were talking about their latest 7900XTX and 7900XT. But when you actually look at the numbers and a lot of news channels picked up on this, based even on AMD's data, the top two cards now are actually the worst performing for value. Performance for value or frame rate per dollar the two newest cards are the worst performing. You're better off going with the latest 6000 series, especially because we have seen major price drops for those cards leading up to the release of the 7900XTX. So kahit yung AMD mismo nagsasabi na here are the numbers, best time to buy a new card, the cost of performance is not that great. And a lot of people have criticized both AMD and NVIDIA for pumping up the market, for expecting the market to pay ridiculous amounts like $900 or it's even more actually dito sa atin for a top-of-the-line card and people miss very good midstream cards like $250, $300, $350. The cards that never promised that they were the best, that never promised that you would get the most insane frame rates, but they were the best value for money and that's really kind of what's lacking in the GPU market at the moment. Although, anecdotally, the sales of the 7900XTX seem to be doing well, both abroad and here, dito sa atin. I'll talk about that more in next week's video. So we're doing episode 4 of Price Watch, where we, we've we been listing once a week since last year the prices of CPUs and GPUs from the four largest retailers in the Philippines. And then we compare how the prices are, the trends, whether they're going up or down. It's been very difficult to find an available XTX and sales seem to be doing well for AMD both here and abroad. Kahit na may engineering problems sa isang batch na it's not cooling properly kasi kulang nung liquid inside the vapor chamber. That hasn't seemed to slow down sales though. And that particular problem is limited to only one batch of cards that use AMD's default engineering layout for third-party manufacturers that put their own cooling solution, had their own engineers come up with something, they're not affected by that problem. In more hardware boo-boo news, Samsung came out with a firmware update for their Samsung 980 Pro. We, NVMe SSD, we talked about last week how the 990s, the latest series of Samsung, was showing quicker to failure ratios. Or, you know, these things usually last for years. But the newer ones are coming out or are degrading quite quickly, deteriorating quite quickly. And at the time, I was kind of smug because I said that it's not yung first world country. So there's no available na 990 dito. I've tried looking because Samsung SSDs, their NVMEs are quite popular with us at Hardware Sugar for our customers. But I don't a supplier na may 990s. Leading me to believe that Samsung has prioritized the release in you know more affluent markets. So I was like, meh. You know, may 990 kayo, may problema naman, yung problema ninyo yan. Although now, Samsung has come out saying that there are problems also with the 980. And basically, the drive could fail and lock up your data. There's no way to recover the data if the drive... There's a certain error with one BIOS version. And if 
it does fail. Parang hindi na siya read right properly. So it's impossible to recover data. The specific, well, you are recommended, sorry, if you're running the 30, if you're running the 3B2 QGXA7 firmware, it's highly recommended to upgrade to the latest version, 5B2 QGXA7. If you got your SSD from Hardware Sugar, bring it in, your Samsung 980 Pro, bring it in, we'll happily upgrade the firmware for you for free. This is a bit surprising because Samsung is usually top tier in terms of quality where you don't need to worry about hardware problems or you know physical problems with the hardware as well as software also. Usually Samsung NVMEs, Samsung SSDs in general are rock solid. Interestingly, it's just that version of the firmware. If you've actually updated it to not even the latest but beyond the 3B2, let's say if you're running the 4B2 QGXA7 firmware version, you should be okay. But just check if you're running the 3B2 version of the BIOS. Sorry, the if you're running the 3B2 version firmware for the 980 Pro. On to some good hardware news naman. Corsair has come out with some exciting news for PSUs. Normally not the most exciting part of a PC, but very important. And they've just announced their RMX Shift series. And it is an ATX3 PSU, meaning it does have the native power connectors of the NVIDIA 40 series. But aside from that, the most innovative thing to come out in years for the PSU space, they've moved the power plugs, the power connectors, to the side of the PSU. So if you think that the side of the PSU where you plug in the actual power cord, which goes to your outlet, that's the back, usually the power connectors are in front. Now they've moved them to the side for better cable management, for aesthetics, and yeah, it's like a it's like a revolution in PSU manufacturing. <laughs> it's um it's curious that no one has ever tried it before. At least I can't remember. I mean it's a big it's a big deal. A lot of people are talking about it. I don't think it's been tried before. I wonder if they had to seriously rejigger the topography or yung parang layout ng loob ng PSU to get them, you know, to get the ports to the sides, the power connector sides. So interesting, we'll probably carry some. Corsair is a premium brand, but still quite popular with us, with our customers at Hardware Sugar. Definitely we'll be getting the RMX Shift series once it's available dito sa atin. So Intel ending the last year, not so great. AMD ending quite well. Both looking though to have a challenging two years up ahead with their CPUs and GPUs. But we're still seeing innovation from unlikely places like Corsair Shift. Thanks so much for joining me this February 2 or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Have a great day and I'll, you can catch me again, listen to me again next week. Feb. Oh, I'm sorry. Today is Feb 2 when I'm recording this. So if you're listening Feb 3 Friday or any other day, have a great one, guys. I'll see you again Feb 10 for another episode of Tech Show But Friendly.